Greetings, and uh, as Michael said, we gather in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So it's a privilege to be with you today. Uh, years ago, huh? I was uh, at OIC at another place, but the same church. Yeah? And so when Michael asked me, could you share, we are spending a few weeks here with them, uh, for one of one one Sunday, and he uh, uh, said, "But we are we are doing the Psalms. We have been doing the Psalms for several uh, summers, as I understand. Uh, do you have a psalm a psalm you wanted to speak on?" I said, uh, "Yes, uh, Psalm uh, 146." It didn't take me long to uh, to indicate that psalm. Because it's a psalm that has been uh, mentoring me for oh, decades. Uh, so what you get today, it's a little bit of, of this journey. Uh, when you get Michael as a young preacher, uh, as he should, he comes uh, well prepared. Uh, he writes his sermons out. I had one of my sons uh, asking me uh, uh, that I... Jokingly, you know, saying, I, I, I know that you will write out your sermons as Michael does too. And I think he should. But, you know, you get an old preacher, you get stories. Uh, you get a journey, so to say. It's different stages in life. And this is the way I come to this psalm that we will look at together. Uh, psalms never can only be read together. Psalms need to be looked at together. Psalms need to be um, eaten together, embraced together. Feel, feel, take a stomachal psalm, companion. How do you translate that? I don't know. Uh, you, you need to you know to somehow let the psalm really into it, into you. So this is uh, what I would like to share uh, with you today. Praise the Lord. I don't know, do you? Is this N NIV? Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Wow. Do not put your trust in princes, in human uh, beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow. 
but he frustrates the way of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Can you start the beginning again? Uh, we probably cannot have the entire psalm on the screen, is it? It's too much, yeah? Uh, but as you were listening to, to, to the psalm, is there any part of it that somehow got you, that somehow you embraced? No? There is a lot in this psalm. And the way in which the psalm begins, it's um, fascinating and also a little bit scary. But before that, let me say that every psalm is um, every psalm has a story, and somehow every psalm is a story. Can we go to the to the presentation? It's not really much of a presentation, but though no, each psalm is a story, every psalm. There are 150 of them, and. Uh, I don't know, have you gone through all of them? Uh, or most of us are selective, isn't it? We get a little bit here, a little bit there. Né? But the Psalms, uh, I think, I, if I remember well, Martin Luther said, was the little Bible. And there is nothing that you need to know that it's not in there. But the Psalms, so, so to say, bring uh, a lot of, of, of God's blessing, of God's um, word, God's inspiration. But the Psalms also bring a lot of humanity, isn't it? And if you go through them, you will see that there are Psalms where you can sing. There are Psalms that you cry. There are Psalms that you struggle. There are Psalms that you fight. That there are Psalms that you want others that. <laughs> there are Psalms of repentance. There are, oh, many different ways. Each psalm, somehow there is a story to it. Because the psalms reflect a life journey. They are not theory. The psalms are living experiences with the challenge of every day. And the psalms are the voice that comes from eternity, so to say, from God to us. And the way in which we, so to say, bring that word into our lives and experience the word of God into our lives so that a psalm, come, a psalm comes out of it. It's fascinating, isn't it? And there is so much of it. I was 21 years old, just a few years ago, uh, 21 years old. I, I was a theological student. I was beginning uh, uh, in my theological studies. Uh, I studied in the south of Brazil, and I was doing some kind of, um, I don't know, a voluntary internship at a church, at a parish. And at that day, I was alone at the parish. The pastor, the two pastors had gone, I don't know where, I don't remember. I know that the phone rang. And it was from a hospital, and they called for a pastoral visit. 
you know, pastoral visits at hospital was never my, my best. Because, you know, I go at a hospital, and I, I know what I'm talking about because I experience it. I faint. You know, can you imagine going into a room, and then you faint? Oh, that's a good pastor. He faints with us. <laughs> hmm? So, but they said, there is someone here at room, at the room, at the room, at, at the hospital, they gave me the room, that wants want a pastoral visit, and I was 21 years old. I got into the car, I already had a driver's license, this I had. I, don't, I didn't have much more, but I had a driver's license. I picked up my Bible, it's a small one that I, at that time, could still read, uh, and went there. And when I was in front of the room, so to say, there was a sign, visit, visit, visitors prohibited. Something like that, is it how you say it? No visitors. <laughs> it's like, this is already a reason to faint. Yeah. I opened up, I opened the door, I entered the room, and I saw a mother and at, at, the, at the hospital bed, uh, her daughter, and both of them in a stage of desperation. <laughs> I opened my Bible, and I start to read Psalm 23. You know the Psalm? Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I just read. And while I was reading, those two ladies just calmed down. Calmed down. And I didn't, you know, what did I do? Oh, I used my driver license to drive over. What else did I do? I carried my Bible. What else did I do? I did some reading. But that's all. L days later, I went I went to visit her. She had left the hospital. And then, do you know what she said? She said, at that day, pastor, can you imagine? she called me a pastor, wow. At that day, pastor, when you read that passage, that psalm, it was like someone picked me up. Someone picked me up and just raised me, raised me, just I never forgot the story. There are, I've had many different experiences in life, and many of them that I thought that I would master everything, you know, that I knew things, I, you know, I could play the games, uh, all of those things that you get an, become an expert on. But that kind of experience? No. That kind of experience, it's not something that that is in my alphabet. Alphabet? It's in God's alphabet. Every psalm, there is a story to it. And not only every psalm, there is a story to it. We have different stories with the psalms too. And maybe while I'm speaking, you can remember some story. You can remember some experience. And you can call to your memory moments in your life where you were in need of a word and the psalm come to you. Don't give up on the psalms. Don't give up on the psalms. Let them come. Live with them. Enter into them. And let them raise you up. Because the psalms 
are more than life experiences. The Psalms are an encounter between the voice of God, the presence of God, and our human frailties, needs, and experiences. And at that joint encounter, we are transformed by God's presence, by God's word, Psalms. I told you, it's only stories. Another story? Because, you know, look at this other psalm. That is another story. That's not my story. But uh, it's a story of someone that I know and someone that is nurturing me, spiritually speaking. It's like a, a spiritual father to me. James Houston is his name. James Houston is a, is a Canadian. Uh, no, no, he's an Englishman that went to Canada years ago. But I, no, that's too much. If I start there, it, uh, uh, the, the story will be too long. But he's now 99 years old. And he, is, he has been uh, in many places of the world. He has been writing many books. James Houston. Uh, and uh, he has been in, to Brazil several times and, um, mentoring us, some of us in Brazil. But now he is at a hospital, uh, like uh, a senior, senior place, uh, but a hospital place. And he is uh, writing weekly letters. 99 years old. And writing, and somehow Sileda and I, Sileda is my wife. Uh, she's not here today because she is not well and getting some rest. But Sileda and I are kind of chewing on those letters. And there is a story. And the story was that James were talking to his son, Chris, and talking about his funeral. 99 years old, he is prepared, preparing uh, for his dad. And then at that, at that talk, said, look, dad, how will it be? How, will you, how do you want your funeral? And in that environment, at the funeral, you have the, the casket. The casket, you know, he will be in there. And, and, but the, 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 you have a photography. So it would be a photography of James Houston there. And he said, I don't want that photo. I want a psalm. I want Psalm 1. I want Psalm 1. And... He said more than that. I want Psalm 1. And he had a friend that is, uh, how do you say that, calligraphist? Someone that does things like that. You know, that picks up a, a, a psalm and, and then they ask that calligraphist, that friend, do it with Psalm 1. And he came up with that. So that will be at the funeral of James Houston. Because James Houston saying, I want that psalm. And I want it in that calligraphy, calligraphy, because you can see what comes out of that psalm, what calls your attention, like fruit, isn't it? Blessed. So he is 99 years old uh, with a story with someone. Ah, probably no, no, you're not at the age of planning your funeral, isn't it? And what you want at, at what you want there. No? But which psalm do you want as a companion for you that somehow helps you to understand uh, the, the way in which you live? Helps you to understand how do you want to, 
to have your steps framed and how do you want to design your life? And then we get to Psalm 146. 146, it's a, it's a parable for life. It's a metaphor. It's a way of living. The Psalm, Psalm 146 has a yes and a no. And, and, and when I thought about today, if you go out of here saying Psalm 146 has a yes and a no, what is the, what is the yes? The yes, the first word at the psalm is yes. Yes. It's an, it's an attitude. It's a way of living. It's an affirmation of how do I want to go about life? I want to. What do you want? I will. Is this how it reads? And we are back to Psalm 146. And this is, I will praise the Lord all my life. That's it. That's the beginning. That's the yes. It's an attitude. It's a way of living. It's a, what do you want in life? Oh, we, are, we want so many things, don't we? Kierkegaard uh, tells us that to be a saint is to want, to want only one thing. But at this society in which we live, how many things do you want? For, yeah, it's impossible, isn't it? It's impossible. Because we want so many things. And, and because we want so many things, we are so lost. And because we want so many things, we are uh, so unsatisfied. Because it's always more. It's always more. Like the question that was uh, raised to uh, one of the most richest men in the world, and it was a man saying, when is enough enough? And then he said, just a little bit more. Isn't it? Just a little bit more. Psalm 146 tells us, I will praise the Lord. That's it? Yeah, that's it. But when? All my life. It's a way of living. You know, we could, tell, we could say many things about that. Um, that, that. That's always complicated for me. To start in the morning, you know, praising. Nah, come on, I wake up late. I have so many things to do. I, 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 always, want, I, I always want to do more. Now I already have spent... How many weeks? Two weeks without really doing some, some kind of significant work because Michael wants to take us out, you know, and have a special food. And because I'm, I'm always like that, you know. It, it's not easy for me to say, I will praise the Lord for all my life. And then Sileda comes at at, at night, you know, we are already in bed. She's not feeling well. And then she tells me, but tomorrow morning, I will be well. So, come on, you tell me that every, every night you tell me that, that, that I will be well tomorrow morning. I know you. But this is an attitude. It's a way of living. Yes. You don't want to live by yourself. Yes. You don't want to live alone. Yes. You don't want to live without a reference. You want to have 
a, 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 a commitment that you express in, in a way of living. And that means that you want to live uh, with a sense of belonging to God and honoring him and worshiping him. Yes, the psalm says yes. But Walter Brigham says that uh, he's an Old Testament theologian. There is no yes without no. Every yes has a no. Because if a yes doesn't have a no, it's not a yes. So what's the no? The no is that, as the psalm says, and, and that's not there on screen, but do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Hmm. No. No to what? And then I remember when I started reading this psalm. I started reading this psalm in the 70s. Can you imagine? In the 70s. I know. You don't have any clue of when this was. Uh, uh, but it, it, it's a time in history. Uh, you know, uh, but that why I was, well, I was doing student ministry at the university in Brazil, and we were facing a dictatorship, military dictatorship. And some of the young people, some of the students, were just hoping for democracy, for open space, for, we, we didn't, I mean, we were fed up with a, dictate, a military dictatorship that would, you know, uh, censorship, imprisonment of all those who disagreed with the system, all that kind of stuff, you know, it was so heavy and said, wow, then I found this psalm. said, look, those that are at, are at the power today in Brazil, those military dictators, they will not be there forever. And they are not the answer that will determine the way in which I live. Just say no. Just say no to ourselves. Just say no to our own answers that want to determine the, 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 the designs of our lives. Just say no to so many market answers, marketing answers. Just say no. So many political proposals. Just say no. There is a healthy suspicion in the Christian life that helps us not to be naive in society and to discern the times, to discern, to discern the way in which people want to take over us. They discern the way in which system wants want to imprison us and they want to be the real answers. And we say, no. No, no, no. We have found something different. What have we found? Two things have we found in this psalm. One is we have found that God is someone that has been there in history just before everyone else, just before all the structures, the system, the answers, the proposals, the marketing adventures, because... Blessed are those whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. 
He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. So the way you started to say yes, that you will praise the Lord, is not any Lord. You will praise the one who, who has been faithful in history. Jacob is mentioned here. Faithful in history, throughout history. Name, name names, men, women, churches, communities. Name them and you will find God has been faithful throughout history. More than that, he is the maker of heaven and earth. So, praise the Lord. This is the Lord. It's the Lord of history. It's the, the creator of heaven and earth. It's our creator. It's the one who gave us life. That's him. That's him. And then, the psalm, can you, that's the last one. Now look, ah, that's confusing. And Sileda looked at it and said, that's confusing. And I said, but I want it to be confusing. Because then it says, where is this God? What does he do? I said, oh, he's, he is active. He is active in history. He is, he is doing things. He is, he is busy, so to say, you know. Look at this, it's fantastic. He upholds the cause of the, cause of the oppressed. And then the psalm talks about the oppressed, the hungry. And why, 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 uh, why uh, let me see, how do you say that in English? Why do I want this messy? Because life is messy. It's complex. It's difficult. And there you have it. There you have the prisoners. There you have the weighted down. There you have the foreigners. There you have the orphans. There you have the widows. There you have the hungry. Oh, so many. Painful. I was telling Michael that again in Brazil we, we had years, better years, and now again you will see people at the sign lights with a sign saying, I'm hungry. Food is back. Ah, hungry, no. Uh, food security is an issue again in Brazil. We are back at the United States map of being a, a, a country with, with real problems in terms of food security. The world in which we live, this time, is so challenging. So There are so many things that we, we don't know how to react, how to embrace, how sensitive to be. And there you find God showing us the way and saying, look, I take care. I do care. I want for the hungry to be fed. I want for the oppressed to be free. I want for the refugees to be embraced. I want the war victims to be cared of. That's him. That's the Lord. He is active in history. And his presence in history, it's the one that recovers us, that transforms us, that embraces us, and that shows us a way of living. So we go to the psalm and encounter God's action in history and his voice saying to us, follow me, follow me, and do what I have been done, done for ages because I call you to be my 
living science in this society at this time. And the psalm finishes. I know. It need, I need to finish too. The Lord reigns forever. Your God to Zion for all generations. And then you can breathe. Those, reali those complex realities, those different expressions of, of being hungry, of being a prisoner, of being a refugee, of being an orphan, of being... Those, those, those don't have the last word because God is there. And God is calling us to be a sign of what he would like this world to look like. Because he is an active God in our time and in our societies. And the psalmist finishes saying, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so, I'm trying to learn that. No, I, I know it's not easy for me because I always like, and then, you know, just learning, just learning. And some, some small steps. Then I started to get some kind of a psalm expression that would go with me into the night. Bless be the Lord and everything that breathes, you know. Bendizo mi alma, Senhor, e tudo que há em mim bendiga o seu santo nome. Blessed be the Lord in everything. Bless the Lord. That's in me. Bless the Lord. How do you want to live? What are your yes? What's your no? And how do you open yourself for the Spirit of God to raise you up? And to put you on your feet again. Because you have been called to be a living expression of God's action in our days. Isn't that good? That's fantastic. Just let's do it together. Thank you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. That you may know that he is gracious towards you. May the Lord turn his face towards each and every one of you. Into the days of confusion and sorrow and into the days of joy that he may bring you peace. So go in the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and serve the world and serve each other and serve the Lord joyfully. Amen.